Cause you know I got the truth She stay on her grind and she pull up in that loop Working nine to five and she trying to finish school I bring the table to the table, nigga, why would I need you? It's hey, 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 welcome back Welcome back to another episode of the Perfect Blend Podcast In your mother ass, okay? All right, welcome back I'm so excited to be here tonight Oh, it has been a busy, busy week per usual, but I'm totally excited to be sitting here tonight giving you something to listen to, something for you to just, you know, hear and just chill and feel like you're just kicking back with me right now with a glass of wine in your hand, chatting with your good old girlfriend. All righty. So let's get this started. So with that being said, um, my week has been pretty good, like, oh, just on the grind. Um, I got a little bit of more sleep this week. Um, some nights were kind of rough, you know, um, but I got a little bit of more sleep. I was definitely a little bit more focused. I know my last episode was so crazy, y'all. Like, I was exhausted, okay? I was so tired. And I want to let y'all know it kept cutting off on me because I was recording through Safari. So it's interesting. So basically, the platform I use is Anchor. So with Safari, it only gives us a five-minute limit to record. It was a mess. So I figured it out. I apologize. But I know my last episode, you know, wasn't the best, but I, you know, I really hope that y'all still enjoyed it. And for the ones who listened to it, thank you so much. Um, Yeah, last week wore me the fuck out, you know, but this week I felt a little bit better. I felt more focused this week, Um, you know, um, got my hair done. Shout out to you, Dollface Dre. I got my little hair done. I had my frontal, my frontal, oh, I said frontal. I had my frontal reinstalled, my lace closure, Okay. How you doing? Okay, so um, shout out to Wendy. But no, um, I had my hair touched up with her, and it was so nice to talk to her. And um, she is a maze boss. And um, yeah, I've just been working and really just, you know, really trying to stay up out here and stay focused and not let, you know, not, not let my, my own self get in my own way. And not let, not only not let other people get in my way, but not let my own self. Because I feel like sometimes we could be our own worst enemy, y'all. And there'd be some days where I'd be like, oh, I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like getting up. I don't feel like seeing this this person. I don't feel like going here. I, I just don't feel like it. But you got to get up and you got to just push through and show up. Because here's the thing about showing up. When you show up, you've already completed 50% of the assignment just by showing up alone. Okay. If you just show up to work or show up to wherever you got to be, whatever obligation you have, you've already done most of it by just showing up on time. You know, I was a little late to work a few times this week, but, you know, we ain't going to talk about that. But I was still on time the other days, okay? But what I'm saying (laughs) is showing up, sometimes you got to show up for yourself and you got to show up, you know, for other obligations and you might not feel like it. You might not feel like you have no fight. 
But that was me this week. I was like, look, we got to get up. We got to grind. I have no idea where life is taking me. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing out here, but I know I'm going somewhere and I know I want to accomplish something in this world. So that was the mindset I had this week. You know, I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to get up and I'm going to keep trying. I'm gonna... Oh, and also too, not only did I have a more positive mindset this week, y'all, but I wore eyelashes, you guys, all fucking week. I was so proud of myself, like, because I don't really wear, lately I've been wearing lashes. So starting last year, I started playing with lashes a little bit more, like 2020, 2021. But 2021 is when I started to wear them a lot more myself. 2020, I would let, like, my hairstylist Andrea put them on for me, which was only, like, one time. But I would just not wear lashes like that. And... But this year, I told myself, last year and this year, I was like, we're going to learn how to do lashes. We're going to learn how to do eyeshadow because I don't really wear a lot of eyeshadow either. So I'm excited. I know this is a side note, but I'm excited, y'all, because I wore lashes for one week straight looking like a bad boss bitch, okay? I was looking so motherfucking cute. And my coworkers were complimenting me, saying like, girl, and I wasn't even, because I wear glasses. So I was not wearing my glasses and my little pretty eyes. You know, I was like, you know, she looks good. You know what I'm saying? So this week, I just, although I wasn't feeling my best some days, I really had a better positive mindset. And I told myself, like, just step out and try to look and feel good. Like, so whatever you got to do, you got to put a little um, foundation on, you know, because I always wear foundation. I have no issue with wearing makeup. It's just that I really don't really wear a lot of eyeshadow or eyelashes. I always wear mascara. Like, I'm very safe with the eyes. I never play with my eyes. So this week, I just started playing with my eyes a lot more. And I was like, bitch, you have some beautiful eyes. Just like appreciating myself, you know, like waking up in the morning, looking at myself in the mirror, looking at my eyes, practicing like gratitude and like just self-love in that way. Like I want to beautify my eyes. You know what I mean? So I'll talk about that a little bit more later because tonight's topic is actually really fucking dope. Um, my topic, I really like tonight's topic and I talk about, this is for the ladies. I talk about the importance of focus as a woman. Like it's important, like the importance of having focus as a woman, right? And how to maintain that focus, especially if you are a single woman. All right. If you're married, this still applies to you too, but it's more so, you know, for my single ladies out here, but married woman, y'all can listen to people who are in relationships, women who are in relationships. It's still about self-love regardless if you have a partner in your life or not. So I'll elaborate more on beautifying yourself, which is what I did this week to make myself like feel good. Um, but we're going to start off tonight's show with um, jumping right into the Yes Queen Award. Um, I just want to say before I go there, thank y'all for listening to my show. Um, I really appreciate it. Please continue to share. Y'all have really been really liking the content lately, and I've just been getting a lot of good feedback. So I appreciate every DM, and it's not even a lot, but people who actually take the time to DM me and leave me a rating and tell me how they enjoy my content and tag me, I just want to say I really, really appreciate you um, for just checking me out and making space for me in your day-to-day. Um, it's so dope of you to do that. So um, follow me on Instagram at kday, that's K-A-E-D-A-Y-Y. You can also find my YouTube channel under The Perfect Blend, K-Day as well. Just type that in on YouTube and you'll find my most recent content, 
which was about a good five, six months ago. But go check out my videos. Give me some views on that. Um, my TikTok is also K-Day. So just, you know, continue to share. If you like my content, if you think it's funny, you think it's cute, share it. You know, I'm breaking into this. I've been doing this for a minute. But as far as being more visual, I'm trying to get more comfortable with that. So um, thank y'all for supporting. And I'm so excited to be here. So let's get started with the Yes Queen Award. So my first Yes Queen Award, I have a few. But my first one will be Lotto, the rapper Lotto. I opened up the podcast with her song tonight. It's called It's Given off her new album titled 777. Fire as fuck, Miss Lotto, okay? As y'all know, I do like female rappers. Um, I enjoy female rap as a whole. The, the, the girls who paved the way for us to get here, such as MC Light, Rod Digger, Lady of Rage, DeBrat, Lil' Kim, Missy Elliott. Um, you know, I, you know, all the woman, Eve, Trina, I, even to the girls of today, Megan Thee Stallion, Nicki Minaj, um, well, Nicki also brought back the new wave of girls that we see now. So I'm a, anyways, I'm a big female hip hop head. So Lotto's new album just dropped. You get a Yes Queen Award, sis. The album goes hard as fuck. Um, I think this is her second album. She has another album called Queen of the South. I'm not really sure if that was an album or a mixtape. I kind of consider that an album. She calls them projects. But anyway, she has a recording, a record contract, a recording deal, um, a record deal with RCA. And um, Lotto, I really respect her grind. I feel like she's been really focused. She doesn't really let stuff like distract her. I feel like some of the other girls, they get kind of distracted sometimes. But um, I feel like she's been really focused, you know, and I, the new album is fire. So shout out to you, Lotto. You get a Yes Queen Award. Her press has been amazing for this album. Um, it's just good old ratchet fun music. She got pop records and, you know, so that record that I just opened up the podcast with. And by the way, I do not own the rights to this music. It's called It's Given off her album. So check out Miss Lotto's record if you like rap music, if you like trap music, if you like female rap and Things of that, things of that nature. Check her out. Um, my next Yes Queen award goes to um, a Black trans woman, woman by the name of Tatiana. So there was a story that broke out recently all over the blogs, and also it was today actually on the blogs, and also um, on uh, according to LoveBScott.com and People uh, magazine. So. It was a missing trans woman who was found fatally beaten in um, in a Chicago garbage bin um, in Chicago. And this, this occurred um, on March 18th that she was found, but the story wasn't written until today and promoted until today and publicized. But um, via people, um, here's a statement, a witness discovered the remains of a 33-year-old Tatiana LaBelle, known as Titi, to her loved ones in an alley around noon on March 18th, her family had reported her missing five days earlier, uh, WLS-TV reported. According to the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office, LaBelle died from multiple injuries due to assault. It is heartbreaking for someone to beat her to death and throw her in the trash like she was garbage, her sister Shamika Thomas told WLS-TV. I loved my sister, whether she was transgender or not. And I would like for me and my family to have justice. A resident of East Chapman, who was present, told WLSTV that LaBelle's body was discovered after the garbage people pulled up and the garbage flipped over and everything fell out. No suspects have been taken into custody. So basically her body was found after the garbage workers 
you know, picked up the, the, the cannon and flipped it over and everything fell out and her body fell out. That's how she was discovered, unfortunately, you guys. Another quote, um, you know, from other individuals. Well, I'm going to wrap it up with the quotes. But basically, LaBelle's death was the seventh confirmed murder of a trans person in the U.S. this year of 2022. Uh, Iggy Ladin, the director of the Chicago Therapy Collective, told People. And then she also put um, trans women in general, especially black trans women, are treated as disposable in this society. And it is nauseating to think about what happened to Titi, Ladin said. Black women in general, certainly black trans women, but also black women in general, go missing and there is not enough done. There are not enough police resources. There is not enough community response or political power weighing in. All right. So I'm going to stop it right there. Um, I will say this, uh, according to the website also, LaBelle's death comes just days after prominent Black transgender activist Elise Mallory was found dead in Evanston, which is another suburb in Chicago. Chicago. So um, there was a trans woman last week who passed as well before um, Tatiana passed. Her name was Elise Mallory. And I did see that particular story on my timeline through the, uh, it's a page called Tea Time Network where they share a lot of great information about stuff that's going on within the trans community. And so far, they don't have any leads on who did this to her. No one knows what occurred. Um, and here's the thing. I want to read one more statement according to the article. It says, while the details of these cases differ, it is clear that fatal violence disproportionately affects transgender women of color, particularly Black trans women, and at the intersections of racism, sexism, homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, and unchecked access to guns conspire to deprive them of employment, housing, healthcare, and the other necessities. And that's what the Human Rights Campaign said in their statement Um when, when they reported back in 2021 of a shocking, um, there were at least 57 transgender or gender non-conforming people who were murdered in 2021. So that's a statement that they released back then, which I feel that applies now. So Tatiana, it's very unfortunate that she gets a Yes Queen Award in this time. And I want to create, I just want to be socially aware of that because as someone who is, I'm a trans woman, you know, I'm black on top of that. And this is my life, you know what I mean? And um, the same way that that happened to her, that could realistically happen to me. That can happen to another black person who is trans or non, non-binary or gender non-conforming. So it's just really important that I highlight this. And I'm not giving her a Yes Queen award to praise her. Like, how could I say this? It's sad what 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 hurts with being a trans person is that we're often recognized when we die or we're highlighted or people have sympathy for us when we pass away to these gruesome circumstances of being found dead somewhere or being found in a river like Elise Mallory she was like found in a river i believe last week um and then um you know with Tatiana being found in a in a trap in a garbage garbage can you know um a garbage bin and it's just it's not until we're found in these horrible states of being that people take us seriously. You know what I mean? And um, not, I don't want to say take us seriously, but that people develop sympathy for us or want to talk about awareness. And those statements that I read about the multiple things that hit us, such as biphobia, transphobia, misogyny, racism, sexism, all of those things hit trans women specifically. All trans women across the board get hit with that 
with with the stuff that occurs in our society you know what i mean and also too when you're black you add that added layer of intricate um intricate oppression right you slap that on there and you mix it with the trans and the lgbtq of it all but specifically in this case the transgender woman of it all right and you're dealing with all these different things that hit you in this world and a lot of people um don't respect us you know they don't respect us and they don't want us to have access right so when you don't have access it puts you in a vulnerable state it puts you in a state where everything is pushed away from you right some most of us don't have family most of us don't have a good you know access to employment not even a good job but just the basic access to employment it could be very difficult for us to even get a job because we're trans and we're black on top of that right um and a lot of people don't want to deal with you like this the the regular cisgender and go look up what cisgender mean if you don't know what the fuck this is you go look it up cisgender people will push you out straight people will push you out which falls with the cisgender people but straight people will push you out gay people will push you out too because you know we want to i want to bring up the issues that also we deal with within the lgbt community the lgbt community can also be very divisive as well so it's like the gays and the lesbians and the bisexuals at times can push trans people out um family trans people's families will push them out and discard them because they don't want to be associated with us you know what i mean so because this they they look at who we are as a permanent stain on them because they don't respect us and respect who we are when we say that we're women so this is why like trans people really be out here advocating and for me i just my heart goes out to her and her family and i really respect in the article how her family respected her gender because um that doesn't happen a lot of the times when we die people will misgender us and call us a man or call if we were born anatomically you know female and we transition to be male right but in the case of a trans male they'll call the trans male a, man, a woman and um people will just run with that you know because we're society has created this this um this template of you know, transgender people and gay people, you know, the whole LGBTQ is being like laughing stocks and jokes for us being different and for us being special, you know? So for me, I just, my heart goes out to her family and God rest her soul. It is so unfortunate. She was only 33 years old. And I just want y'all to know statistically, stats show that uh, trans women, we typically live till the age of 35. So for her to be 33, it's just, it's really heartbreaking and it, it triggers me. I remember I did an episode like two seasons ago where a trans person died and I started crying on my fucking podcast because it got to me, you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, it just, it lets, it's so sad and it just reminds me to be safe with how I move out here and try my best to protect myself, try my best to like, be safe because you just never know, right? And I'm not speaking that over my life, but I'm just saying like, it's very unfortunate. So my heart goes out to Tatiana LaBelle. So yes, Queen of Wars to Tatiana LaBelle. And I'm not just giving that to her because she passed away. I'm giving it to her as her being a trans woman, right? And just to acknowledge, you know, her being here and 
the imprint that she had by living in her truth because politically that's all it takes you ain't gotta be no activist y'all know how i feel about activists and advocates i'm not really sure if i consider myself one. i'll probably call myself a leader or an example but i don't really like to label myself as an activist or an advocate i just i don't know why that bothers me sometimes but what i will say is that in this moment i'm advocating for her and for girls like me because when she passes away that affects me you get me so Thank y'all for hearing me talk about that. I know that was so heavy. That was such a heavy way to open up this show. But, um, cool, you know, I just want to send out my condolences to her family and spread awareness about that. And I know we hear about this all the time as far as trans women dying, but it just brings it just brings me to a place of the system really needs to figure out ways to protect us. That's all it takes. That's literally all it takes. Like, it takes for us to continuously be normalized, for people to take our lives seriously. And that's why that's why I live my life the way that I do. And I try my best to like be like, I try my best to give and be loving and be genuine in the shit that I do to try to normalize our stories. We're all different as trans women and trans people, right? Trans men as well, trans, we're different, right? But I, for me, I try to normalize this shit so y'all can really feel us as humans and stop just focusing on people's gender. Like, you know, and the gender is fascinating and all that. It's great, but you really got to start taking people seriously. Like when people need jobs, we need jobs. Like when we need promotions, when we need access to education and housing, shit is real out here. The same way that that happened to her, that could happen to me, that could happen to someone I know, that could happen to the trans girls that I know, that could happen to anybody, you feel me? So my trans girls, I know a lot of y'all don't probably listen to my podcast, but for the ones who do, some of y'all do, just let's all try to be safe, y'all. Be careful with the men that we associate with. You know, be careful. Tell your friends where you're going. Let your friends know when a guy is coming to see you. Like, tell people where you at, sis. Like, it could be anybody. Just share your location. Like, I'm not, I don't know what happened to Tatiana. I don't know. Obviously, someone had a hit out on her and they wanted to hurt this girl. And it's just very unfortunate. But what I'm saying for trans girls, we got to start moving in a way of we got to watch our back. You can't ever get too comfortable with nobody. Like, got to watch your back. And I'm not victim blaming her at all. What I'm saying is that for us, like, we got to just continue to try to, like, you know, stay protected as best as we can. If that requires us carrying a knife, pepper spray, I'm not I'm not condoning violence, but I do condone self-defense. Don't let nobody get away with that. And then try your, if, if a dude hits you, try your best to fight. Fight the fuck back. Like, you know, try, we gotta, we just have to stand up, you know, because these men be wilding out here. They will set you up. They will get you hurt out here. Like, you just gotta pray for protection and be aware. So that's that on that. Um, let's get into our celebrity topics now. Um, the first topic that I want to open up with is Doja Cat. So yesterday, um, as you all know, Doja Cat is currently on tour right now. And she's been doing a few festivals, especially in Brazil and just all over, like, you know, South... Oh, Lord Jesus, I'm not good with my geography child. But she's been traveling to Brazil and various countries, okay? <laughs> but... Um, According to Complex, um, and also her Twitter page, um, in a series of tweets, the Planet Her artist said that she's not taking pictures with so-called fans again after her current tour raps. In response to other tweets, she also said that everything is dead to me, including music. And she also said, and I am a fucking fool forever thinking I was made for this, 
this is a fucking nightmare, unfollow me, she wrote at the time of that particular writing. Doja, uh, Doja's Twitter name had been changed to I Quit, okay? So Doja Cat released a series of tweets, and that's according to Complex uh, Magazine, aka Complex.com. And the story is also, shout out to UB Scott, love you, child. Um, but yeah, a- apparently she tweeted those tweets because some fans, and um, she was visiting um, a particular uh, place called, uh, it was in Brazil, but also a, a city within Brazil. Uh, oh, I can't even pronounce it. I'm so bad at this, y'all. <laughs> I think it's Paraguay. Oh, I can't even say that. I'm so embarrassed. Paraguay. Jesus Christ. I promise I have a degree. I promise I do. Don't judge. She visited a, a city in Brazil for a festival set. And basically, fans were upset with her for not taking a picture. Fans were calling her ass out all over Twitter yesterday, actually. Um, and one of them posted a picture of her. And in the photo was a picture of Doja Cat and it said public enemy number one. And they put, it's too late to apologize. Doja responded and she said, I'm not sorry. And then fans kept calling her out. And one of them was like, Doja, you're not going to win this fight against the par- Paraguayans. I said that right. Paraguaye. I think that's how you say it. Jesus Christ. But one of the fans said, Doja, you're not going to win this this fight against the Paraguayans. Jesus Christ. She responded and said, I moved on. I'm just going to let everybody be mad. Another fan said, it's kind of sad, though, because you handled the situation like this. I can imagine this happening again and again and again with other countries. They were really upset with this girl. One tweet, one person said that via Twitter. Oh, via Twitter. Basically saying that this is sad and they could see her doing this again and again and again. And they're referencing her not wanting to take pictures, right? She just wants to get on stage and perform, but she didn't want to take pictures with fans. She put, I'm not taking pictures again with anybody else after this tour. Then she also tweeted, I don't think I gave Brazil a good enough show tonight at all. And I'm sorry for that, but thank you guys for coming out. I fucking love you and thank God we got another show tomorrow. I promise I'll do better. And then um, someone else tweeted, they put Doja about four years ago, you started to, to achieve fame and all things to TikTok. What happened to your humility, queen? Oh, they call her the fuck out. And the girl also put on Twitter, I loved you. And Doja responded, she put, it's gone and I don't give a fuck anymore. I fucking quit. I can't wait to fucking disappear. I don't need you to believe in me anymore. Everything is dead to me. Music is dead. And I'm a fucking fool forever thinking I was made for this. This is a fucking nightmare. Unfollow me. And then she was like, this shit ain't for me. I'm so out. Y'all take care. So Doja popped off. All right. That's enough of the tweets. Doja popped the fuck off because the fans were going in on her. Here's the thing. You know, It's one thing to be an artist and to deal with the pressures. And oftentimes I just think that whenever people see famous people or people who are wealthy, they often are envious of that. And they feel that those same people don't have the right to establish boundaries and want their peace in their life because they are so famous and they have the luxuries of life and they have access to money in certain spaces and fame. That doesn't mean that you still don't have a or you don't crave boundaries and a sense of life. And I think that this is where social media has literally damaged the access that we have to celebrities. Celebrities no no longer really have as many boundaries as they think unless they implement them. Social media makes everyone feel as if they are just so accessible. And, you know, with the Twitter and bullshit like that, 
Twitter, a lot of people are on here tweeting saying how they really feel and talking shit all fucking day, right? And I get it. You know, we live in an age where everything is just so opinionated. Everyone has a fucking opinion. Everybody feels that they can say whatever the fuck they want to say, right? Everybody, everyone has a... Hell, I even have an opinion. That's why I have a fucking podcast. You know what I mean? But <laughs> um, sometimes I think that people forget that celebrities are human and they 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 need a break sometimes. This is why people often be doing drugs or they commit suicide when they're famous and they're stars because of those constant pressures to be perfect. You, you have the record label above your head telling you to be perfect. You can't eat this. You can't eat that. You have this photo shoot. You have to be skinny. You have to look this way. You have to look that way. Your music has to be this. You have to be better than this artist. You know, especially with Doja Cat, all the comparisons that she gets to Nicki Minaj, I'm sure her label has pressure her to probably beef with Nicki Minaj or go higher than Nicki Minaj and then work with Nicki Minaj or like not address Nicki, you know, so, or, or and even other female rappers and her, for her to be a pop star and a rapper. So I just think that all of that stuff can really get to someone sometimes. So, you know, but also too, when you're an artist, there is this expectation for you to give something, right? So Doja doesn't really have to give pictures. You know, she's there to give a show. She showed up to the city. She gave a show. She doesn't want to be harassed by paparazzi. She doesn't want them at her hotel. I read other tweets saying how Doja, someone called her out saying, you know, you were at a restaurant here in Brazil and you didn't want to take pictures with us at the hotel and you were being rude and you were being a bitch and you were telling people to not look at you. They were really talking shit to her on Twitter. And it's a thing of kind of like, I feel like some people just want to humiliate you and have a moment. And honestly, Doja's PR should have took away her motherfucking phone. You know, because some celebrities, they like to be on Twitter. And, and don't get it twisted. These these artists watch everything. They ain't that far from us, child. Especially with the socials. They watch everything. They read comments. They pay attention to shit. They act like they don't, but they do. That's why she was responding to these comments. And what they have to remember is to sometimes they got to pull away from that shit. If you had a bad concert, pull away. Put your phone down. Don't get on the phone and tweet. You know, but I but I also understand that Doja is a human. So who's wrong? The fans or Doja? Personally, I think the fans are fucking fucked up for talking shit like that. And I just think that some fans really talk a lot of shit. Now, granted, I know I know we all are opinionated. Everyone has the right to their opinion. And some people may have felt like you're fucked up. Like I paid all this money, I want a goddamn picture. But it's like, no. She's an artist and that's her job. I think that we forget that these are people's jobs, right? It's like when people are in entertainment, that is still a form of work. That is their fucking job. So while that may have them have access to certain luxuries in life, they look at it as a nine to five. They don't really enjoy that shit. A lot of these artists don't even fucking like music anymore. When, you know, truth be told. So shout out to you, Doja. I think Doja needs a break. I think Doja is overworked. She did talk about that last year. Next topic, um, Nicki Minaj, I'm sorry, not Nicki Minaj, but Remy Ma. So Remy Ma went on Drink Champs and she released, um, she was talking about the beef with Nicki Minaj and she was basically just saying how, you know, she really didn't think that that would occur and how her and Nicki Minaj had these conversations behind the scenes where they agreed to not diss each other. I don't know. It was such a silly interview. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but here's my thing with Remy Ma. Remy Ma, you were very talented. I wish you would stop talking about Nicki Minaj. You started that rap beef for Nicki Minaj. They gave you a contract to diss that girl. That's what it looks like to us as outsiders. I'm sure that Nicki Minaj 
probably may have blocked you, but honestly, it's coming across as a little corny, no shade. And I and I love Remy. I fuck with Remy. I really like her music, but it's coming across as corny. Every interview you get, you always coming at Nicki Minaj. You're always looking bothered and you're always changing up your story and your narrative about did she started, did you start it when you got out of jail? Just admit that you got out of jail, you wanted to be on again, you took a shot at the girl that was at the top, and it was Nicki. It was Nikki. So just own up to it. Move on. Stop talking about it. Sheether was one of the best diss tracks ever. All right? So just stand in that shit. You don't fuck with her, you don't fuck with her. Next topic. So back to Miss Lotto. So once again, Lotto... Um, Lotto is a female rapper. She just dropped an album and she's been doing an excellent promo run. I've been peeping in on some of her interviews, but one of the first interviews that she did was with Big Boy in the morning. Um, and she stopped by there and she just kind of shared on some of the difficulties that she's had as a female rapper. And one of the points that she made was she was saying how it's difficult being a female in the game as a rapper because a lot of the men behind the scenes make it hard for female rappers. And she also mentioned that, um, you know, they, they, they do certain tactics like trying to flirt with you. And then if you don't, if you don't respond to them flirting with you or making a pass at you, they'll try to block you or bully you or intimidate you into like not working with them or like figuring out how to not get your record cleared and so forth. So she mentioned that on her new album, which is titled 777, the album faced a little bit of a holdback or like it, it was kind of held back from release because there was a certain male on the album who didn't want to clear her feature, right? And she didn't want to say who the feature was. Big Boy kept trying to tr trick her into saying or bait her into admitting who it was. And it went viral, actually. Like a lot of people have been wondering who, who this male rapper or producer or whoever the fuck it was behind the scenes didn't want to clear her record for her after she didn't obey their past. Because in her interview with Big Boy, she mentioned how this particular guy slid in her DMs before they worked together. And he was mad at her because she didn't respond to him sliding in her DMs. He felt some type of way, right? So since he felt some type of way, he didn't want to clear the record, right? So this created a lot of hoopla and you know, she she came back a few days later after that interview and, and with a breakfast breakfast club with Charlemagne and Angelie and all them. And she was saying how she regrets actually kind of talking about it because now it's creating a frenzy and it's distracting from her music. And she didn't intend for it to distract from her music. She would she just thought that it would just create awareness of what female rappers go through because she said that female rappers have been talking to her saying like, sis, like, thank, thank you for bringing that up because it is hard in the industry. Being a female, being a rapper, like, dudes be really wanting to slut you out and sleep with you for tracks. They be wanting to block you and shit. And then if you don't give them that, they want to make it hard for you to move around in the industry. And she was just saying how she doesn't feel that male rappers really experience that like females do. And that's, that's, that's a really difficult part because guys will do bully. They'll kind of push you out and push you around and try to intimidate you. You know, if you don't want to sleep with them or, you know, they'll try to do shit. You know what I mean? So Kodak is on the album. Oh, God, he's so annoying. But a rapper named Kodak Black is on the album. And he basically went, he, he spoke up and said that it wasn't him. And then a day before her album came out, he spoke up again and was saying, like, you know, basically calling Lotto out and kind of just looking like, I don't really know. Like, I have some of the pull-ups here. Let me pull this up. But basically, he was, like, really calling Lotto out and just saying how, like, you know, that girl ain't talking about me. He started to just, like, kind of, like, lightweight talk about her in a disrespectful way a little bit. 
And basically, he shed light on what, what, according to him, allegedly really happened, you know, behind the scenes where basically Lotto had a fallout with a certain male that he was working with. It was a DJ or something or a producer. But um, let me read. Let me read this statement. So Kodak Black's, hold on, let's see what Kodak said, child. I don't even like him. But Kodak said that Lotto couldn't have been talking about him because she has no proof of any DM. And he was like, he says he's in the DM of women who have more money, right? So he threw his little shade at her, right? Now, Kodak Black's <laughs> DJ goes off on her and says that um, she's on some bullshit that she was made uncomfortable. And basically, he just, I'm not going to read his statement, but basically he was saying that she's upset because... Um, it was something in regards to money and getting the record cleared, and he wanted to give he wanted to give the song to another rapper, I guess. And Lotto didn't like that, and he wanted to pay her a lower price. So basically, she was upset with the price of of however much the track costs. So she went out and created this narrative. I personally don't believe it. I think that that did. Here's the thing: that may have happened, but I also think that one of those men probably did make a pass at her. I mean, like. I noticed that whenever women say something, like a lot of people just start going in on them and they try to like, you know, and the fact, oh, and also to, let's point this out. Let's point this out. Lotto never said the name of the guy who did it. She was like, I'm not going to say the name. It's not important. Just know that it's something that happens to female rappers. She was like, I'm not trying to be messy with the T. I'm just saying that this is what happens to us. That's something I've dealt with. That's something that I dealt with recording this album, period, right? All the blogs want a name. So, by the, the fucking see this is where media and blogs and shit like this is the messy shit that gets in the way of an album or it gets in the way of the project right the blogs are dying to know who this is so everyone's on twitter everyone's on these stupid ass apps trying to investigate and figure out who the fuck this is right so the dj responds and he calls out lotto and he's popping off saying you're not going to talk shit about my brother you're talking about my brother and i guess this dj's brother had the business deal with Lotto that didn't work out. I really don't want to read it. It's a hot mess. Basically, they're alleging that it's some type of business that didn't work out that Lotto was upset about. And now she's trying to claim that she's like, that she was made feel uncomfortable by them as a woman and she's a victim and all this stuff, right? I'm on Lotto's side in this regard. Like, I'm, yeah, it's a mess. But I feel like the moral of the story with this is that women do deal with that in multiple industries, not even just in music. Like, Women deal with that. Like, I've had situations at jobs where I've dealt with being sexually harassed and it was difficult to put me in an uncomfortable situation. I've dealt with that with, like, people who I've worked with as employees. I've dealt with that with people who were, like, customers or, like, you know, customers of mine or, like, people who I was giving services to, right? Like, I've dealt with that in my life, right, um, where people have, like, made sexual advances at me. And I would be like, yo, like, I'm at work. Like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? That's not this kind of party. I'm not flirting with you. I didn't do nothing. I'm just a kind person, but I'm not over here throwing myself at you. I'm not giving you any type of inkling that I'm interested in you in that way. And I'm at work and this is my livelihood and I'm not going to let no man get in between me and my livelihood, you know? And it put me in situations where, like, I had to, like, really call shit out and then I would get, like, I would get like slut shamed and people would be coming at me like, well, will you dress a certain way or you look too good or whatever? And it's like, no, like I'm still going to look good. Like, you know what I mean? Like I look appropriate. And at the end of the day, it's just like, we men just have to know, like, I feel like some men just don't be reading the room. Even if that wasn't their intention to make a woman feel uncomfortable, like 
Because most some some men are just not aware like that. They're not socially aware of how they be coming across to women sometimes. You get me? And, it, and it's not a thing of someone trying to label you, y'all a certain way, but that shit is annoying. Like, I just feel like some men didn't grow up, like, having, like, proper, like, social etiquette when it comes to treating a woman a certain way, right? So what they do is they look at every woman that they see and they don't know how to read the room. They don't know time and place for shit. They don't know, like... And, or, or if they know they don't care and they'll put you in a situation where you feel uncomfortable because it's like, I'm not here for that. Like, I don't care how attractive I am. I can't control how attractive I am or how attractive you are to me. I can't control that. You as a man, you can control your fucking self, right? Let's do business. That's what we're here to talk about. So, Lotto, shout out to you. That's enough about that shit. Next topic. I hope the album is fire, but that album is good as fuck. Okay. So... Um, Wendy Williams. So Wendy Williams went on Instagram and she spoke about some of the money issues that she was having. She called out Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo was not letting her, um, not allowing her to have access to her money. And she called, she just called Wells Fargo out. She was like, you know, this is not fair. I need my money. And they're keeping her from her money, right? Now, there were talks of um, the network basically forcing uh, Wells Fargo to like have control over Wendy Williams's finances and sort of forcing her into some type of conservatorship because due to her illnesses that she's been having recently, right? So Wendy went on live and was just saying, on Instagram, she went on Instagram, not on Instagram live, but she went on Instagram on her new page because she lost her old page um, to Sherry Shepard, all right? So she didn't own that page. You know, Fox owns that page, right? Or the distributors that she signed to through Fox. They own that particular page for the Wendy Williams show. It's not actually her page, although although it's her brand, it's not hers, right? So she doesn't have any ownership of that. Therefore, she started her own Instagram page and um, she's been addressing things and just saying how difficult it is to get her money and calling them out. And um, that's what's been going on. And, you know, honestly, I just hope that Wendy gets it together. You know, it's also been reported that she was in, um, heading to Florida after saying that she was returning. And it's just all this stuff going on with Wendy. And um, also, too, her, her ex-husband claims that she received two blood transfusions recently and accuses her entourage of blocking medical professionals. All right, so Kevin Hunter, he decided to go on live this past Tuesday, according to the Radar Online and, you know, uh, the good old Handy B. Scotch out. Um, Kevin decided to go on live and talk about the situation and clear the air. So here's what Kevin has to say. And I know that we don't really mess with Kevin, but apparently Kevin is back in her life. He was Wendy Williams' manager for a majority of her career, not her entire career, but at some of the important heights of her career. He was her manager and her husband, right? So of course they linked up, but here's this quote, when it comes to whatever narratives that might be spun out there regarding me, my entire family, I want to first and foremost say I respect, I truly respect all I was able to experience with my ex-wife and what we were able to accomplish. Okay, that's what he said. He put what she has clearly accomplished on her own and her own merit and uh, that we were able to accomplish together, right? Um, he also stated, oh, he talked about the stuff with Sharina. I don't care about his, his mistress. I don't want to talk about that. Hold on, let me find, I'm so sorry, you guys. 
Okay, so according to um, you know uh, Radar Online, Kevin recently filed a bombshell ten million dollar lawsuit against the William, the Wendy Williams Show producers. He accused them of wrongfully terminating him in 2019 after Wendy filed for divorce. He claims he was responsible for the show's success and believes they also owe him money. Okay, so um, he feels that, that that opportunity was stripped from him. You know, I mean, Wendy was the money maker in that. Ugh. But basically, here's this quote about her health. He said, there are current people in place, management, that clearly put her in a life or death situation and denied medical coverage and care. If it wasn't for my son and myself stepping in, that would have been it. That's it, right? Um, he also put that the people around her, uh, he put, they are responsible for almost seeing her life come to an end. So basically, he's saying that the, that the people in her entourage are responsible for her and her failed health, right? And her life being put at risk, right? So Wendy, honestly, I just, I really want Wendy to bounce back. I really want her to just step away from Kevin, regroup herself and enjoy the later part of her life. Uh, Wendy has worked hard and all the Wendy, Wendy Williams is a staple. She, I know a lot of people feel a certain way about her, but in the media world, Wendy has went down in the Radio Hall of Fame. Like this woman has accomplished history for radio um, and, and honestly a part of television for black women. And, you know, Wendy, although she is salacious in what she does, she has left her mark, right? There are also talks about her having other deals that are in the works. They were, there, there were whispers about her possibly coming on to The View to host on The View, but those rumors haven't been confirmed as of yet. Um, but there, there are whispers that Wendy is making other moves. So, you know, honestly, like, I don't think this is the end of Wendy Williams. I think Wendy Williams will regroup and come back. You know, I just, I think her personal affairs, she just has to figure out all this stuff with Fox and close that chapter out. And, and I feel like this chapter is so ugly. I think that so many people are so tied to the Wendy Williams show. We love Wendy Williams. We love it. And I just think that, I think a lot of us are not really ready for this transition, you know, but but unfortunately in life, we all have to move on. Everything is temporary, right? So Wendy will be all right. I just pray that her health gets better. This past week was the iHeartRadio Awards over the, I think this past weekend. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it fully, but I know that Lil Nas X, Silk Sonic uh, won, uh, won an award and also Megan Thee Stallion was also honored. Shout out to you, Megan. And this was last weekend. Um, so a lot of people were celebrated at the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Shout out to you, iHeartRadio. So hopefully I get a, con a contract with y'all one day, okay? But um, so... Megan Thee Stallion, she didn't win any of the like of the competitive awards, uh, but she did. She did uh, win the Trailblazer Award this year, um, and she was given that award by Kelly Rowland. All right, so um, I'm I'm proud of Megan Thee Stallion. I think that Megan has had a really rough time. You know, right along with the iHeartRadio, she has been fighting with Carl Crawford all over the blogs. You know, trying to get out of that record deal. She dropped the album called Something for the Hotties last last fall. And she was hoping that that would count as an album in her contract with 1501 Certified Entertainment. And Carl, he countersued her 
recently stating that that album does that that particular project doesn't count as an actual album there aren't any new recordings on there it's all like leftover work and basically he was tweeting and talking about her on instagram talking crazy as hell saying how she owes him money him and her fought all week it was a lot of tweets back and forth he ended up calling her an industry hoe saying how she slept with everyone in the industry megan called him a pill popping powder head it was a mess megan I cannot wait until you get out of this ugly space. I really, and when I say ugly space, I'm talking, I just, I, I'm, ugh, I just, I'm rooting for this lady. Like, y'all know I really support her, but I want her to, um, this ugly space, not saying she's in an ugly space mentally, but I, I think for me, it's just so unfortunate to see so many men attack her like this. Tory Lanez. Uh, you know, her record, you know, the CEO, you know, uh, what's his name? Carl Crawford and, you know, Jay Prince or whatever. They're all just like on this slander campaign of Megan. Like they're trying their best to like slander this woman and break her down. And they're all in the courts back and forth. And I just commend Megan for getting new management through Rock Nation. I feel like if she never would have got management through Rock Nation, she never would have got out of such an ugly contract, right? Carl, Crawf Carl Crawford, he feels some type of way about her success, and he doesn't want to let her go. Megan has brought so much to him in his name, right? He did start her career. He did invest in her and give her what she needed to start out. But the fact that she wants to break away and seek other management and move on, he's very unhappy about that. He is her best artist. You get me that that he... that. You know, I'm sorry. She is his best artist. Sorry about that, you guys. She is, you know, his best artist so far. You know, he has kind of broken Erica Banks. You know, Erica Banks is another female rapper who had that hit called Bust It, which is a bop. And, you know, I didn't really care for Erica initially because she was slick dissing Megan. And I was like, bitch, watch it now. Don't be dissing her. You sit your ass down, ho. But then after that, I think Erica really didn't really want to smoke because, you know, Megan will eat her ass up. So she stopped kind of dissing her. Um, <laughs> but Erica could rap too. You know, Erica got some bops. I did check out her music. I like her. You know, I like I like female rappers. But in, in the beginning, I was like, don't be dissing Megan. Sit your ass down, ho. Like, we know that you are, you're her understudy, sis, but sit down. You got some bops, but sit your ass down. You know what I mean? But um, Erica, she honestly moved past. And I feel like Erica, she's been focused on putting out her own stuff and creating her own brand, which she does have her own brand respectfully, you get me? So 1501, Carl and all them, they've been trying to figure out the next female star because they're trying to get a star to kind of compete with Megan. But Megan is the creme de la creme, you know? So Megan, you know, shout out to you. Shout out to the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Um, yeah, the, uh, some of the people who won awards, uh, oh, there were a few people, but I don't really listen to these people to be honest with you. Oh, Billie Ellis, she won Alternative Album of the Year for Happier Than Ever. Okay, cute, cute. Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, and Anderson .Paak. Uh, they they won R&B Song of the Year for that record, Leave that door, leave the Door Open. That was a good song. R&B Album of the Year also went to Silk Sonic, which is Bruno Mars and Anderson .Paak. Pop Smoke got Hip Hop Song of the Year. Jasmine Sullivan, she got R&B Artist of the Year. Yes, Jasmine Sullivan. So there were some good awards, you know, decent show. I'll, I'll definitely go back and check out Jasmine Sullivan's, uh, Jasmine Sullivan's performance. Jo Next topic, Jocelyn Hernandez. So Jocelyn Hernandez, child, Jocelyn's cabaret. As I reported the whole race incident two episodes ago with the whole N-word that happened on that show, so Jocelyn's Cabaret is a show on um, Ratchet-Ass Zeus Network, Trash TV, 
you know, the lowest of the lowest. They have gotten all of the the stars from VH1 and NTV and Bravo and all, you know, Oxygen and all, all the stars who kind of made something like 10 years ago of themselves have all gotten their second chance at their 15 minutes of fame through the Zeus network, right? By providing a platform that people pay $5 for in the app store to watch these particular reality shows. So they're pulling in a decent amount of money with this type of television, right? As I said before, I like Ratchet TV a little bit, okay? I'll watch a little bit of something, right? Shit went left at Jocelyn Cabaret's season three reunion where um, a fight broke out. You know, allegedly, uh, Jocelyn's uh, partner, Ballistic Beats, um, fought Amber. And, um, well, Amber and Jocelyn got into a fight first. And allegedly, Amber was, you know, whipping Jocelyn, honey, whipping her, giving her a run for her money. Because we all know that Jocelyn intimidates women. Jocelyn is the type of woman who beats her chest. And Jocelyn could fight, too. Jocelyn put hands on the bitch, okay? Look, I'm getting a street. I'm, look, I'm going to get a little street. I'm going to get a little street. Classy side is off right now, okay? But but Jocelyn has built her brand on fighting. A part of her brand is fighting, you know, whipping, a, whipping somebody up, intimidating them, right? And Amber Ali, the new chick on the show, the one who had the incident with the Puerto Rican girl saying the N-word and all that, um, she fought Jocelyn back because Jocelyn was being disrespectful to her and they had a fight. They had a fight put hands on each other, and Amber got to her and actually whipped her, right? Ballistic is ballistic beats is Jocelyn's husband. He got into the mix, grabbed Amber by the hair, and beat Amber, right? And she got beat so bad that she had bruised ribs because apparently when he, allegedly, according to the story, when they were going back and forth on social media last week and this week, um, he grabbed Amber by the hair, Jocelyn kicked her in her ribs, got one kick in, because Amber was on her, wearing her out, according to Amber and all the other girls on the show who have also gotten on Instagram Live and exposed this altercation before it has aired on Zeus Network. So that went down. And now Amber uh, is seeking legal counsel, a legal representation to file a lawsuit. And also the other girls on the other cast members on the show have also supported her. A few of them, such as Lexi Blow and Henny and the other girls, have also agreed to file a lawsuit. Um, and go against Jocelyn and uh, the Zeus Network and her husband, Ballistic, right? So now they're trying to file a fight. Uh, they are filing a multi-million dollar lawsuit against those three, Jocelyn, uh, Jocelyn Hernandez, Zeus Network, and Ballistic Beats. They're filing this huge lawsuit. And basically there are talks, there are rumors that this might cause the Zeus Network to kind of go out of business because Jocelyn's show went too far right it went too far right so 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 while we like reality tv because i like reality tv right i like the classy stuff and you know don't judge me now and i know that a lot of people are so respectable they're like oh my god black women are throwing drinks on each other i get that i see it i get it right but there are some people who are watching I, I support Black women being classy, but, you know, I think there's also a space for the Ratchet TV. There is a space for it, and we can't sit up here and act like people don't freaking watch it, you know? So my only thing is, like, for y'all who don't like it, stop judging people who watch it. We know it's trash, right? There are people who know it's trash. We're aware of that, right? But we all have boundaries as to the type of concept that we want to, you know, take in and not take in. It is trash TV, right? So... I think they went too far. I think that how far is going too far? We're saying the N-word, you know, you got everyone doing all this stuff to go viral on a blog, right? You know, how far is too far? You know what I mean? So 
I think that some reality stars go too far. And I think that Jocelyn is just one of them. It's like, you go too fucking far. You go too far. You know, there were whispers as to that, as to, um, that, that being the reason why she got let go from Love & Hip Hop is because of the fighting and, and, you know, the alleged drug use on set. We all know that Jocelyn had that infamous fight at the Love & Hip Hop Atlanta reunion um, almost 10 years ago. It was an infamous fight where her and CBJ fought the whole freaking cast on set. It was a fucking mess. And people were alleging that they were also utilizing drugs that day. And that's what sparked them fighting, allegedly, okay? With all that being said, Zeus Network might get canceled because of this, literally and figuratively, child. But Jocelyn responded today and said that she has another show in the works, all right? So she said that, you know, while she might be losing out on Jocelyn's cabaret, she has another show in the works. Child... So she ain't really bothered, you know? And, you know, I think what strikes me about Jocelyn, I think what kind of, I like her and she cool, but there are times where I want her to chill because it's just like, you become too cocky to where you act like you're untouchable. And I just want to say, baby, like everybody is touchable. No matter how much you've accomplished, it don't matter how much you've accomplished. That shit don't mean shit. It don't matter how much fame you got. Jocelyn's ego is eating her up. It's getting the best of her. And it's one of those things where it's kind of like, you got to chill on that because life will meet you halfway. And it's like, you're messing up business opportunities. Like you're being so cocky and so disrespectful. And then Zeus Network is releasing a statement talking about that they don't condone bullying and fighting. And then Jocelyn and Ballistic release a statement talking about that she's a mother and she would never do such a thing. When she was on Twitter, after she fought Amber Ali last week, she was on Twitter saying how she drug, drug a bitch and drug a hoe and pulled someone's hair. And she was like, I kicked one. I slapped another one. I, I grabbed another one by her neck and dragged this whole across the couch and whipped her and then ballistic she was tweeting all this stuff in real time so that's going to be utilized against her in in the court of law it will and you know while people like that as entertainment i just feel that sometimes it goes too far right so who really knows where this will go next who knows? But honestly, I feel like Jocelyn, at this rate, it's like, baby girl, like you did, you did a great job at getting your own shit and building yourself back up after the Cardi B era. No shade. Because Cardi B really catapulted. And I think that Cardi B was selected as kind of a way to replace Jocelyn Hernandez in that Love & Hip Hop franchise initially, right? But I think that kind of bothered Jocelyn. And I think that when she got her second chance to revive her career, it was such a good look for her to have her own show. And honestly, I just think the fame, the fame may have gotten to her head a little bit, you know? Um, so yeah, you know, uh, who knows where this will go? I definitely will see that reunion to see what the hell happened, child. Ooh, that's it with the celebrity topics. That was a lot. I hope you enjoyed. Um, my topic of this week, I want to talk about, um, first of all, first of all, before I start, if you made it this far, I just want to say thank you for thugging it out. I know that was so long-winded, y'all, but um, I felt like that was better than last week, child, because last week a bitch was tired, okay? <laughs> no, but for real, I was so exhausted last week, and um yeah, I want to talk about the importance of focus tonight. That, that's my topic I want to talk about this week um, with being a woman. I feel that so many times in life, um, you know, I'm a woman and it's I, I see so many women who who struggle. Right. And they they're not they're not. How can I say this? They're not focused. I'm going to say this. Yeah, I feel like they're not focused and they let certain things distract them. 
right? And even me, like there are certain things that have distracted me, like men or like, you know, me getting in my own way or focusing on relationships when I shouldn't be. And I just want to say like tonight's topic, the importance of the importance of focus um, for women and also single women specifically. There are a few points that I wanted to talk about because I just feel like we got to step it up. It's 2022 and I just, I wrote down some things that I was thinking about this week. Like, damn, like woman, we got to stay focused because it's so much shit that be happening to women in life. Like, relationships, family stuff, like stuff that legit happened to cisgender, like, you know, biological cisgender woman. Let me not say biological, sorry. Cisgender woman and also a trans woman. There are so many things that occur that can kind of cloud us and get in our way. And I think that how society treats women, like women don't see themselves. I think that society, like the society that we live in, even historically in other societies, not even just our, our country and stuff like that, historically with religion and things like that, women have been programmed to not see self. Like, I just feel that like, like as women, like we have been taught not to put ourselves first and not see ourselves, And we put everyone else first, everyone else first, right? To a certain to a certain extent, if you have children, your kids do come first. I fully agree with that. I'm, I'm not saying that if you're a mother, don't put your kids first. But anybody else outside of your motherfucking kids, they should not come first. And that's not even my first point. But what I'm saying is like the backdrop of this is that I just feel like it's important for women to stay focused on us and what we want to get out of life and what we want to accomplish. And if we're not careful, we could kind of lose ourselves. Right. And it sucks because for women, it could kind of creep up. Like, for example, like if you have goals to go to college or like follow your dreams of being a lawyer or something like that, and you meet a guy and he wants to marry you and he doesn't want you to work, that's a distraction. And you'll have, he'll provide for you. He'll give you everything that you want, right? He'll give you kids. He'll give you a comfortable life. He has a good job, but you still didn't get to fulfill your life because it's like your entire life is for him, right? It's for him and his goals. You have, to, you have to be a wife now. And it's like everything that you wanted is to the wayside because you have children, you know? So it's just one of those things where like, that's just, that's just a brief example. And I'm going to get into my points. My next example is like, what if you're a single mom, right? Like you have to focus on your children. Like you don't have nobody else. And it, and it sucks because it's like, I see so many single mothers out here who I highly respect because I listen to how they be telling me like how their fucking baby fathers treat them or, or like the sperm donors have treated them, right? And it's just like how disrespectful those men are. Like, I, I, I know women who go to fucking school. They have two jobs. They got all these bills to pay. And I just, I don't know. It just, it breaks my heart because I just see women. I'm going to get to trans women next, but... I just see women go through so much, but I'm going to take a small break before I get into my list. So we're back. I had to take a small little break really quickly, y'all, because I, I had a moment to, I had to run out of time real quick, y'all. I had to get myself back together. But I'm back. And um, what I wanted to say before I get into this list is even with trans women, I feel like as trans women, we're a little different in the regard of like, you know, we're born in the wrong body or we're assigned the wrong gender, right? The the wrong sex at birth. And then it's like, we live our lives trying to survive and trying to transition. Like a lot of our focus goes to us transitioning to be fucking happy. And with that, 
it, it, it's so hard for us because that brings us trying to focus on self, but our family gets in the way of our transition. Our family might not be supportive of that. We might deal with certain men who who want to have sex with us so we can pay for these surgeries and stuff like that. And I know that we got to do what we got to do. Like, I know a lot of trans girls, we got to do what the fuck we got to fucking do, right? And, I, you know, like, I'm not against sex work at all. Like, I'm very, like, supportive of it, although I don't do sex work. But what I'm saying is, like, trans women historically have had to do that to make it because it's not even just about men. It's about society and the landscape that we live in. It literally does not prepare trans women to exist or trans people to exist, right? It's, it's, it's a blessing if you're blessed enough to like have a family that will give you the proper support. I think like when you look at trans people, we gotta remember like, unlike cis people, cause cisgender people, you're, most cisgender people have some form of support. We're not, I'm not saying that cisgender or straight people, sorry, cisgender, I don't wanna conflate the two, but cisgender people, meaning that you were born a certain, you were born as a gender and you and you you subscribe to what that gender is. Like you were born as a woman, you live as a woman your whole life. You were born as a man, you live as a man, you're straight, you know, you follow what typically society deems as male or female. You, you were born that way, you live as that. That's, that's what cisgender mean, okay? It's, it's the opposite of trans, okay? But not saying that cisgender people don't have it hard because a lot of cis people do, you know, they come from fucked up backgrounds too. But in most cases, they still have access due to the privilege that they have of being a cisgender person, right? So I think a lot of cisgender people get offended when we try to like compare, but no, it's like, bitch, it is a comparison. Like it is a privilege for you to be cisgender and be straight. Like it's a privilege. Like you still have it hard in life, probably due to your race and other things that are intersecting and that, that intersectionality that affects your life, right? And your personhood. But trans people, that one thing could literally make or break us, right? It's, it's a matter of life or death for trans people, literally in every way. So when it comes to trans women specifically, my point is, is that a lot of us spend a majority of our lives, if we do not have the family support that we need to help us in this journey or have a proper job or education and shit like that, a lot of us spend about the first 30 years of our life fighting, fucking fighting to be the woman that we are. And if you're a trans man, to be the man that you are, right? So with that being said, let's get into the importance of focus. Number one, stay goal-oriented. Always have goals. Even if it takes you a long time, you'll look back and see how much progress you've made. And you'll also see the people that are behind you. That was number one that I actually wrote for this show because we goals are important because what I have learned about goals, you guys, and I'm not trying to sound fucking cheesy, but goals are important because whenever you write something down, and you focus on it and you actually apply it and you do it. When you write something down and you write down the plan of how you're going to do it, even if you don't fully know how you're going to achieve it, you write it down and you figure it out and you start doing the footwork. Um, you'll look up and you'll see the progress that you made if you have taken the steps to do that necessary footwork. For example, you're looking for a job. Simple as that, right? Write down the places you want to work for. Write down if you need a resume, if you need this. What do you need to apply for that job? Write down what you want in that job, right? And then go look for that particular job. You, you start creating that, that energy to put into that. And you also put in the effort and the footwork, the manpower, the woman power behind it 
to, to get what you need. The elbow grease behind that engine. You start networking with people. You start having conversations. You start asking friends, yo, who do you know? Who Do y'all know somebody? Like, I want to do X, Y, and Z. Like, do you know this person? Like, you start digging through your contacts. Do you know somebody? I have an idea. What's up? I want to do this. I'm going to find somebody. You get me? When you, what I'm saying is, like, it's important to stay goal-oriented and have those goals because in life, that's one way. When you have goals, you're already doing, like, 85% of the work. You're already putting yourself first, asking yourself what you want to accomplish, especially if you're a woman. Like, in my opinion, like, women have tremendously, like, when it comes to gender, women, cisgender women specifically, have really climbed the fucking ladder like women are making more money than ever you have more females who are ceos all across the racial spectrums right like women are like really stepping it up socially and economically right um although women are still not paid the same amount on the dollar as men are and then when you break it down to differences in race right a white woman is typically paid more than a black woman and so forth or a latinx woman whatever right it's still those particular struggles right but I say all that to say as a woman, like, it's important to have your own goals because I just, I feel like women have just been so socialized to give, to give so much. And that's all women. That's all women, trans or not, like, cis, biological, whatever the fuck you are. If you are a woman, like, I just feel like we have been told that we have to give, 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 give to your friends, give to your man. Oh, you have to exist for a man. And it's like, we, I want a man too. Don't get it fucking twisted. I would love a husband, right? Because women are nurturers, right? It's ingrained. It's ingrained in women to be nurturers. Like, that's a part. Like, um, but also too, I just, I feel like a lot of women, here's the thing. Now, some women, a part of their goal, like I said, a part of their goal is to get married and be a wife and be a mother, right? I'm not taking away from that. It's important to have that goal. But all I'm saying is like, what about your own goals outside of your your roles of being a wife and a mother, right? Do, do you want to like go to school? Do you want to do hair? Do you want to get into medicine? Do you want to get into the healthcare field? Do you want to get into radio? Do you want to become an author? Do you want to be a construction worker? Do you want to get into fucking weaving and threading? I don't know. Like, is there fashion, you know, making dishes, doing pottery? I don't fucking know. But is there something as a woman that you want to do for you, for your soul? Right. And I just, I, I don't know. I just, I just really, I'm thankful that women have come this far. Right. And I do feel like women are waking up as a whole, all women, not just black, all women, all women as a whole, um, trans included, like are waking up as a whole, like, damn, like, what do I want to do in life? Right. Goals are your best friends. Okay. Number two, don't let, I know this, I'm not trying to sound like a man hater. All right. That's not what I'm trying to say. Because I'm not a man hater. I love men. I think men are beautiful, okay? But I, I think for me, maybe this is like the alpha female in me. <laughs> um, try your best to not let, if you can, because in life, you know, politics are real in life if you're a woman, right? Politics are very real if you're a woman. When I say politics, I mean often in the workplace, right? But try your best to not let a man inhibit or block you from whatever it is that you want to do. And maybe I'm speaking of this more on a personal level. I think that's why I wrote this down, not even on a workplace level, because that's a whole different conversation. But we could probably get into that a little bit. But um, on a personal level, like I think that women love love. 
all women love love, even femmes. If you're not a woman, but you're a gay, you're, you know, an effeminate gay male or a non-binary person who's more on the femme spectrum, you can relate to this too. I feel like, like, regardless, femme, feminine energy, like we love love. We love comfort. We love peace. We love, like, we love tranquility. We love romance. Like, we love those things, right? And when it comes to dealing with a masculine energy or a man, right? Masculine energy as well. But if it's predominantly a man, because I date men, child. So what I'm saying is, like, although you are so in love with that, you got to watch that shit. Because a man can come into your life, especially if you're young and you're pretty, right? If you're young and you're beautiful, even if you're not that conventionally attractive, it doesn't matter about that. If you're young and you have a lot going for yourself and you are a young girl, a young woman growing into a young woman, be careful with the guys because a guy, a, a man who has bad intentions, he could block you. He could block your life, literally. He could come in. You know how they say that that women be trapping men, uh, women trap men and getting pregnant and stuff? Men trap women too. A man will come in and see a bright young girl who has a future. She has a good head on her shoulders and fucking get her ass pregnant. That happens in the hood all the fucking time. Literally. It happens in the hood all the time. They'll see a girl with so much potential and he want to start fucking. He want to start having sex. I'm just being honest, right? Um, he wants to start popping her cherry and getting her involved in love. And she's all lovey-dovey. She's all caught up in the spell of love and it's not really love. And you look up. And now you have a child and he's gone. Or now or now you have a situation and he's not supporting you anymore because he realized he can't be a father or he doesn't want to be a father. He was just having fun and not wearing protection and not being sexually responsible. He was being irresponsible sexually, right? I know it takes two to tango though. It takes two to tango now. And I, I just, I just want to encourage women to think about that. Like when I say don't let a man block you, like don't, Men have their goals. And the thing about men, and I'm not, uh, men have their goals. Masculine energy has their goal. And men often only see themselves, especially in today's age. All of them are not this way, okay? There are some men who make room for feminine energy in their life. They make room for women in their life. But a majority of men only see their self. They are very selfish. They put themselves first. A man will sit up here and lie down with you and give you a baby or give you an STD or give you whatever and then up and leave your ass. He will up and leave and I take no accountability. That's what men tend to do. And I just want to encourage women, don't let a man come into your life and block you that way. You have to free yourself of that shit. And I know it's hard because women really like love. Women be wanting to be in love. Women be struggling with self-esteem, body image issues, body dysmorphia, eating disorders, you know, lack of self-esteem, not thinking that you're pretty enough, not thinking that you're attractive enough, thinking that you're too fat, thinking that you're all these things. And then you have a man who comes in your life and he starts validating you. And if you don't like men, you have a non-binary masculine, whoever the fuck it is, a trans man or whoever, whoever it is, trans men are men too, but I'm saying you might have a masculine energy in your life, right? Who, um, who validates certain parts of you that you're craving to be validated from. And you have to figure out a way to handle that craving because it's real. I think as women, we all want to be validated by a guy. We want to be told that we're a baddie, we're a bad this, we're a bad that, right? But we have to also do the self-work within self of doing those mantras in the mirror, figuring out ways to appreciate yourself when a man is not there or when a man is like putting you down and stuff like that. And you got to just, you got to like, Love yourself, you know what I mean? And um, hold on one second, you guys.
My bad. Sorry. Um, I was looking for my homegirl to hit me up. Hold on, y'all. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. My bad. Um, but my point in the um, my point in the second thing about not letting a man block you is in general, like you have to keep your goals first. Like for cis women, like be careful if you're young, like and if you want to go to school and stuff, or you want to, if college is not for you, but you want to work and you want to save your money and buy a home, or like you want to go to trade school and do hair or get a get into IT or like for women who want to get into IT like or technology like go into that field like you know try your best if you're horny and shit like that try your best to wear protection girl I'm just being honest because women be horny too women be wanting it too right and you look up and you be pregnant at like you be pregnant and then you realize like damn I gotta wait a little bit longer in pregnancy let me make this clear I'm not shaming mothers who get pregnant early that's not what I'm saying Women who get pregnant early can still accomplish the same goals and stuff like that. But you will you will face certain difficulties that might take you a little bit longer, right? And oftentimes you see mothers who just put them put mothers who don't have support because there are some single mothers who have a family to support them. They have somebody to help them babysit. They have a a grandpa. You know, they have people who can help them with the children or help them with their child, right? But then you have other mothers who don't have that and they have to literally sacrifice their life for their child. Like they have to put their life on hold, you know? So in order to like prevent that, like if you're going to be a single mother, keep those goals in there. You're going to have to fight hard. You got to understand, like, I got to fight a little bit harder. Like it's going to be really hard for me. I'm going to have hard nights, you know, where I'm sitting here like, what the hell am I going to fucking do? Like I have my child, right? And then if you're not, and if you're a young girl, just be careful with these men. Like, a lot of men don't mean you well, you know? And I'm not saying that from, like, a bitter place. I'm just saying it in a place of, like, you have to be aware of who you're dealing with. You really have to be aware of that. And um, all of us fall victim to that sometimes when it comes to love and romance and sex and stuff like that. Like, we we love the idea of it, right? But sometimes that that disrupts your focus. It throws you off. 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 And I'm boy crazy, too. Trust me. I be getting so boy crazy. I be like, oh, my God. Like, I want to find a man. I want a husband. Da, 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 da. But men come and go. Most of them. Some of them will love you, right? Some of them are capable and able to work with you in life. I'm not I'm not saying I hate men or nothing like that. Because there are some good men out there. I just ain't met one yet, unfortunately. But hopefully one day, God willing, I do. But what I'm saying is that in the meantime, even for me, I'm going to try my best to get out here and grind. Not expect no man to give it to me. Not expect no man to come into my life and make things easier. I have to let that shit go. That's not going to happen. until it, If it happens, great. But in the meantime, I'm responsible for myself. I'm responsible for paying my own bills, doing my hair, keeping my nails fucking done for me. Like, no man is going to provide for me. I would love if a man did, right? But so far, I have never had a man come into my life and make my life easier, right? In some way, shape, or form. I'm not saying a guy has to take care of me completely because I want to work. I love, I'm a hardworking ass bitch. I love working, right? What I'm saying is that I've never had a man be tenured and actually care about my well-being as a person. Every man that I've dealt with has used me for sex and that's it period, right? So in general, when it comes to your personal life, even in your professional life, 
don't let men block you. Don't let your lever get in the way of your job. Like, don't let don't let men at your job block you. Like, if a guy is sexually harassing you at work, report his ass, bitch. Like, you know, people going to talk about you saying that you lying. Go for it. Like, if someone's making it hard for you or intimidating you, like, you got to, like, you just got to, I just feel like women, that's why I respect women, us as women, because it's like, we just have to fucking fight out here. And it'd be hard. It'd be hard. It'd, it'd be hard being, like, a strong woman. Like, that's why I connect with strong women who I look up to. Like, even with female rappers, I think that's one of the reasons why I love female rap because it's just so empowering to me, like, to to have women, like, just get up here and just really break it down. And sp- I don't know. That's one of the reasons why I like female rap and just strong, strong women in general. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so number three is don't let friends block you. Friends could be very distracting. I think that as women, like we we love friendships, you know, like relationships are important to women, like and um when I say don't let friends block you, like the messy shit, like if you got messy ass friends, they not show friends. If you got a friend who's sleeping with your dude, or you have a friend who's secretly looking at your guy or they talk to a guy you used to talk to, that person was not your friend the whole time. Like I just wanna reassure you, like, you know, or if you have a friend who's like saying one thing and hanging out with this person and just a bunch of messy shit going on and you looking up and you're always in some mess, that's because that person is not your friend. That applies to cisgender, biological woman and trans woman. You got people who are messy around you and they are bringing havoc in your life. Those people are not your friends. They are blocking you from your blessings. That is the clearest message that you're going to get. They are not your fucking friend. If someone is, is, bringing disruption into your life get them out of your life it does not matter how much you care about them it doesn't matter how much you love them i've had people who i've been friends with for years i had one home girl she knows who she is she probably listens to my podcast child i thought we were best friends i met her in college um thought we were best friends about six years into the friendship she literally told me one day that she never considered me a best friend mind you both of us were running around saying that we besties and all this bullshit. I remember something happened. I don't even think we had an argument, but she literally told me, I don't consider you to be my best friend. And that hurt me because I was like, damn, I look at you like a sister, especially when me not really having a good family bond at all. Like, I don't talk to my family. Like, I'm not close to nobody in my family. Like, I don't fuck with them. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where... um, when she said that, that really hurt me. And I was like, damn, you could really be cool with somebody and think y'all so cool and you really not. It's fucked up. Like, but she opened up my eyes because it hurt me. I remember, I think I like cried after that. I never told her this, but I think I like cried. I don't think I cried then. I was hurt then, but I didn't cry. But it, it, our friendship ended in 2018. And one day she just flat out told me that she thought I was a negative person. And she thought that I was like a terrible person. And she said this to me randomly. And I was like, you think I'm a terrible person? Like, what did I do to you? Like, but she was upset because we had some silly argument about y'all remember that tour that happened? It was it was the tour, um, the Omarion tour, the Millennium tour. We were like having a debate about who we thought should be on the tour. And I wasn't really trying to fight with her. It was just like a healthy debate, like, oh, who do you think should be on tour, girl? Like it was it my intention was not to argue with her, but she took it as me like fighting with her, and I really wasn't. And she basically hung up in my face and told me I was very negative and I was annoying and like, just like read me, I guess. I guess she caught herself reading me and she cut me off. And when she, that that was our third or fourth time falling out. I think it was our fourth time falling out. And, um, or our third time. We had, cause we had a few arguments where I wanted to end the friendship, but 
Long story short, she cut me off. That was the end of our friendship. After that, I was like, bitch, I can't fuck with you a fake asshole. Like, I, like it's you, you, you get mad at me over the littlest shit, and I get mad at you at serious shit. Like, she would do serious things to me that would make me not want to be her friend. And it was just this catty shit all the time with her. Like, one minute she act like she my sister. We talking every day. The next minute the bitch being shady talking shit. Like, you know what I mean? So, not to diss her. I'm over it now. It's, you know, I'm happy with where I'm at. God knows I was heartbroken when that friendship ended. But I do think that that friendship needed to end because I, I do think it blocked my blessings. Like, I looked at where I was going in my life and I looked at where she was going in her life. And she wasn't going where I was going, no shade. Not to put her down, but me and her, I was focused on different shit. Like, I was homeless at that time when she did that to me. Like, I was struggling with being homeless. And I finally got, like, stable housing. And I got, like, a roommate, a few roommates. And I was trying to work and go back to school. And she felt some type of way because I decided to go back to school after I was suspended from UCLA for three years. Like, she didn't say it, but like her energy, she felt some type of way when I basically was like, I'm going back to college. Like, she really just felt some type of way, you know, just with how she handled me and treated me. I'm not, I don't, I don't know if she was jealous. I think she was personally, but I don't fucking know. Anyways, I share that little story to say. People, you got to let certain people go because if you don't let them go, they're blocking you moving on. Some people in your life is not meant to be there with you. And I know it gets hard, especially when you love your friends and you think that y'all are just so close. But some people got to fucking go. You got to chop some people to make room for your new blessings in your life. You have to have tunnel vision. Don't let, like, if you have a friend, I'm not saying friendships aren't real, but you got to find genuine people who really mean you well. Be friends with people who are not trying to compete with you. You feel me? Be friends with people who are confident in who they are and who are solidified in who they are. Anyone who is jealous of you or they're trying to compete with you, they're trying to compete with you, they're not your friend. They're dangerous to you. Jealousy gets people killed. You hear about stories of people killing their friends or somebody dying because they were murdered by some, someone who they thought they were their friend because that person was jealous of them. You get me? People who move like that and who bring negativity into your life, they're not your friend, cut them off. They are blocking you. Next. Um, be a girl's girl. That's number four. So be a girl's girl. Simple as put. I feel like there are some women who don't like other women, trans and biological women. Get over it. Stop being a jealous bitch. Stop being catty. There are some women who don't like other women. They don't like to see other women shine. Bitches like that, stay far away from them. If you're a femme, even if you're a gay boy, there are some gay boys who don't like other gay boys. They don't like women. They don't like trans women. There are gay guys who do that shit too. And they're feminine. And they and they, they send out this energy. Don't be that way. Be a girl's girl. You got to figure out why you're jealous, why you're hating. Work that shit out. If you're jealous of somebody, figure out why you're jealous and do not take that out on them. You're jealous of that person because you're missing out on something that they have. Or you think that you can have it and you want it. But that is their blessing, right? And I'm saying that as somebody where I've had time. I'm not a jealous person typically, but I've had times where I was a little envious of someone, right? And I had to check myself and be like, bitch, they just have something that you want and you could get it too. But don't don't be that way. You need to be humble and congratulate the next bitch. Like me, I don't see nobody else. I don't see nobody else. I don't focus on nobody else. I admire other women and I keep it pushing, right? I admire them. I acknowledge what they do if I respect something they did, but I'm not no hater. You get me? 
and I'm able to examine why I'm envious if I'm envious. Most of the time, I'm not. Like 95% of the time, I'm not. 90, yeah, like 95, 95% of the time, I'm not. I'm focused on me. I'm a very humble person. I'm able to focus on myself and get what I need, you know? But you got to be a girl's girl, man. It's enough It's enough room for everyone to win. It's enough room for everyone to have a piece of the pie and have their, and have their, their lane. Even with the trans shit, there are so many trans girls who are fucking haters. Everybody wants to be the number one trans girl. Everyone wants to be this. Everyone wants to be that. They want to be all the things. Great. Y'all do y'all. I'm going to be over here hustling my little ratchet ass podcast. <laughs> and, and not only that, but I say that in a way of like, when it comes to women, like, Every woman feels like I got to push the other one down the beat. It's like, no, we got to come together. And I know it sounds corny, but it's not corny. There are strength in numbers and everyone can eat. And girls are fucking catty, though. And I, and I see why other women don't trust each other because women are ruthless. That that feminine feline energy, that shit is ruthless. Like, women have it, trans women have it, gay boys have it. That energy is fucking ruthless, yo. But it's like... You have to be a girl's girl and just support. That's how you get your blessings. Don't be trying to hate on nobody and pull nobody down and secretly plotting against them and stuff like that. Stop doing that. Number five, self-love. Self-explanatory. Work on self-love. Figure out what that means to you. Figure out if it's therapy. Figure out if it's writing. Figuring out if it's mantras in the mirror. Figure out if if it's you eating better, working out, eating better, drinking more water. What can you do to show love to yourself, to your inner self and your outer self, right? For me, it's working out. I gained a little bit of weight. I'm trying to lose it. I've been trying to practice self-love by working out. I hate working out, but I've been telling myself like, you know what? I like how I feel when I'm done working out. I want to increase how I look. I want to feel better. I don't feel good. I feel super heavy by what I'm eating. I feel fat. You know, that's just for me and my personal how I feel, right? So if I feel this way, let me change it, right? If... Also, I write. Like, I write sometimes. Not all the time, but I do write to myself once in a while. Or I write down how I'm feeling. I write to, you know, I write to the maker upstairs and write, you know, just write and get stuff out. Um, With all that being said, like, there's different ways of self-love. Figure out what that is for you. But that is one thing to help you stay focused on yourself and the importance of focus as a woman child. Next, self-esteem. So this is what I mentioned earlier in the podcast. Self-esteem is so important as a woman. Women are expected to be everything. You have to be beautiful. You got to be sexy. You got to be strong. You got to be weak. You got to be vulnerable. You got to be this. You got to be feminine. You got to be masculine in some settings. You got to be super feminine. If you're not feminine, men are not going to like you. If, if if, if If you're outspoken, they think you're a bitch. They think you're angry. Look, work on that self-esteem, baby. If, if, if you struggle with food, food is so hard for women, like eating and body image. God damn, I didn't even realize it was as hard <clears throat> until I got a little bit older. But sorry for coughing. I'm talking too fast. But self-esteem, it's hard to build it. But you can only do that by looking into things like therapy or just figuring out where you started to not like yourself or where that came from. Because I... Like, even I struggle with that, like, self-loathing or not liking myself, right? And I've struggled with it in the past more so than now. I think I've gotten a lot more comfortable with myself as I've gotten older. But being younger, like, I fucking hated myself, like, in high school and shit like that. And I hated myself, child. And people saw it as confidence and stuff like that. But I was really struggling. I'm sorry I'm choking, y'all. Let me drink some water. (laughs) But, um... 
self-esteem is so essential for you to like really be comfortable and be at peace with self like and that looks different self-esteem could be what you tell yourself and what others tell you be careful of of where you get information from about your body and your looks if people are putting you down about your looks don't fuck with them if you have a man who's tearing you down about your body or your looks he is not the man for you get a, you know you got to get somebody who embraces you at multiple stages in your life and you also have to be real with yourself and embrace yourself at certain stages in your life so you know self-esteem we got to work on that it's important Last but not least, be humble and be confident. Oh, wait. Also, too, on self-esteem, I want to say beautify yourself. It's not always about money, but, you know, you could do something as simple as getting your nails done, doing a little bit of makeup, putting on some cheap lashes. Figure it out. There are ways to figure out how to beautify yourself. If you can't afford the best hair, buy some fucking hair off of AliExpress or Amazon, bitch. Figure it the fuck out. Last but not least is seven. Seven, the seventh one is be humble and be confident. There's a difference between confidence and being cocky. Being confident is you being at peace with yourself, in my opinion. Being cocky is fake. That's not no real person. That's bullshit. That's ego, right? Being confident is, is a reflection of the work that you've done on yourself. Remain humble and focus on you. Don't worry about nobody else. And as I'm saying this on my podcast, I'm also saying it to myself, all right? To you, right? I'm saying it to myself, but... Be humble and be confident. Be patient as you can. Life gets frustrating. You will become impatient, but focus. You know what I mean? Thank y'all for tuning in for this episode of The Perfect Blend. Share with a friend. Share online. I appreciate you. Check out Anchor if you want to start your own show. And you will all hear from me in a week or so. All right? It was so fun. I'm checking out.